0: I'm Zach Barry. Joining me, Ben Woodhouse, Nicholas Carr. They will be here momentarily, but like we always do, we want to remind you of our lovely sponsors. Like I said, we are in the Davis McCord State Farm studio. If you need good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis McCord and State Farm. He is your one-stop shop in Tennessee and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. State Farm agent Davis McCord is ready to help. Call 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Also, podcast brought to you by Transamerica Insurance. They're changing the way that you look at life insurance. They are rated best term life insurance company in 2020 by Forbes. They offer 10, 20, and 30-year term life insurance catered to your individual needs. Ask about their living benefits option and get a free quote when you call local agent Drew Moak at 601-953-8449. He's licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas, among others, and he is looking to get you started today. Ben, Nick, did SEC East last week, but now we are getting into more familiar territory here as we dive into the SEC West and uh, obviously talk about the Rebels. Good evening.
1: What's up? What's up? It was some uh, big news that uh, we kind of came out of left field a little bit today, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I was – I was pretty shocked. I um, had the uh, luxury of uh, playing 27 holes of golf today. It was a it was a lovely day. Um, got some work done in between the 18 and the nine, uh, and then uh, when I was out there solo, walking around, whacking some uh, whacking some balls around the course, I uh, got a couple texts and then uh, checked it and kind of did a double take. So I guess. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement that we think that this isn't just some, like, test the waters, haha, just kidding, we're staying. Like, I think we all agree that this is probably in the works. I'm not sure if it'll be in 2022, but I think it's certainly happening. What do we think?
1: Man, I, it, it didn't get this far without something. I mean, it, it came totally off the radar. I mean, what was the last time you guys had talked about and, realignment? And Nick,
0: Nick, I just realized that after that whole monologue right there, I didn't even realize what we were referring to. Um, Oklahoma and Texas are rumored to be interested in joining the yeah. SEC. All right, continue. you also leaves. Yeah, completely fucked that
2: up. A and has been in the league. What is this, the tenth season?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is ten years. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Twenty twelve or twenty? Yeah, twenty twelve.
1: Yeah. So this will be their 10th year. I just, it, it just, I mean, we haven't thought about realignment in like four years now. And all of a sudden this, this kind of came out and then, you know, report surfaced like later on in the afternoon that this is pretty far down the road. This is like going to be announced in the next couple of weeks. And I just, I don't think it got here without it happening. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe it won't, it'll fall through, but it just feels like this would have never even surfaced were it not like pretty far down the, the down the road.
2: Was it you know, as, an, as an SEC fan? I I kind of like the prospect of hiring or hiring of adding uh, Texas and, and Oklahoma. But if I'm Texas, why do you come? I, I don't I don't understand. It's not like they don't need the money. Yeah, they don't need the exposure. No. what is it? What's in it for them?
0: I don't understand it either because I mean Texas is probably. Arguably, a top five brand that is nationwide. I don't even know if I that's mean, arguable. Yeah, I mean, what? Alabama, Texas, Notre Dame, Ohio State. State. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, that's that's the top four. I really think so. And I mean, speaking of you know brands that are becoming top five, I just saw some random dude standing on a bus stop in Nashville today with a Clemson Tigers shirt on. So there you go. There. They're getting there. Um, maybe he's a lifelong fan. I, who can say? I'm not going to judge. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think Ben is absolutely right. Like, What do they gain from it outside of getting a tougher schedule? And I mean, we, we've talked about it on the show before about how people don't even realize how long it's been since Texas won the Big 12. I mean, Oklahoma has just absolutely dominated that conference under Bob Stoops and now under Lincoln Riley. So I don't understand. I mean, I... Figure they'd be in the west. So if the realignment were to move Alabama and Auburn, then maybe it's not as bad, but you still have to eventually play them in Atlanta.
2: Well, do you do you move Alabama and Auburn and Missouri? Well, move Missouri to the west. That's what
1: yeah, I would, would. do. And then what do gonna, you do? Shift Mississippi State to the East? No, no, no. That's he has it right because you currently got seven West teams. You take away the Bama schools, now we're at five, and then you add the two new new new, new boys in Missouri. That's eight. The new so, the new big boys. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's eight right there. But I don't think I. I'm sorry.
2: I'm still off on the numbers. Seven. Right, as let's,
0: so let's count it. So Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, LSU. Ole Miss State would be in the West. Yeah, there's your eight, and then everyone else they, is in the. the so eighties. the east, the east would be Vandy, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina.
2: Kentucky. Yeah. That's Kentucky. Oh, in Kentucky, and you you add A and M to the West. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. Forgot
1: it. Okay. I'm on it now. Sorry. Go
2: ahead.
0: Yeah. I don't. Sorry. I don't. Station is very forgettable. So that's my. Yeah.
1: Bad. I don't think I, mean, I said this like all day to people, but I don't think that the SEC is fixing to add Texas and Oklahoma. Okay, so you're talking about sending LSU. You're talking about sending, or I guess get sending Auburn and sending Alabama. I don't to the to the east. I don't think they're adding those two schools so that Alabama and Auburn can go to Norman and Austin once every 14 years. Uh, so my next point is I think they're fixing to split every, split us into four 14 pods and kind of rotate it around. I just think – Which would be sick. Well, and also you're, you're risking a lot if, if for some reason Tennessee got good again, for you to have Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee in one side of the conference when, I mean, Texas has had some down years. You could just have Oklahoma pretty much by themselves – on the other, side. I just think there's it's too much of a of a power struggle possible. And like I said, I don't think that the SEC is going to want Alabama to travel to Austin in 2024, and then again in 2038. That's like that's not what what they're adding them to the conference for. So I think you could see four 14 pods and kind of shift it around. That way, you're getting you know Nick Saban and the Tide against Steve Sarkeesian and his former assistant coach every third year at worst. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just – that's what I think they'll do. That's what I hope they'll do. Otherwise, I mean, you're, it's not really a conference. It's just kind of like a an association of teams that you play periodically.
2: I, I'm interested in what the four 14 pods would look like because, you know, if you, if you do it that way – I mean, who's an Ole Miss's pod? Does Ole Miss – Well, yeah. I, go ahead. Well, I mean, do you, do, you re, do you arrange it to where, like, you go, okay – in a draft-type situation where you're like, okay, let's put Alabama as the one seed in this pod, Georgia as the one seed in this pod, Oklahoma as the one seed in this pod, and LSU as the one seed in this pod. And then let's go, you know, start with the twos and and work your way right to left. You you see what I'm saying? Like a draft. And then you go, okay, let's put Texas and Oklahoma so we can keep that rivalry. Let's put, you know, Florida and Georgia so we'll keep that one Let's put Auburn and Alabama, so we'll keep that one. And let's put Ole Miss and LSU, so we'll keep that one. So now we've got eight teams. All right, now let's go. D- you, you following me? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how you, how you separate them because you could, you could run into a situation where like Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee are all in a pod. Well, then you've got a pod with Ole Miss, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State.
1: Well, no, I, I think I think they'll have to separate it obviously and kind of dole it out a little bit better. But I mean, I think the problem you run into with 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 the, it's just, with that it's the same as the first one is that you're separating. In that first one, you're like the first eight team scenario. You're separating Alabama LSU. Everyone's going to freak out about that, and you know you're getting away from Alabama. Playing. Well, there's just going to be rivalries that are separated <laughs> once you get to a sixteen team yeah.
2: league. I agree. That I agree. just I agree. happens. We played Georgia every year up until about fifteen years ago.
1: No, I, I agree. Well, I, I saw something earlier, and I hate to even mention it because I didn't really like it, but it made sense. It, it takes the 18 uh, re- divisions we just had, almost call them regions, and it just splits them in half, and it kind of makes the, a Northwest division. And so it would send us with Oklahoma, with Missouri, and Arkansas. And I know we that loses Mississippi State, which would be odd, I don't know – that's why I don't think it's going to happen. And then it sends Mississippi State with Texas and Texas AM and m and LSU. Uh, it, it's just a – I don't know how they're going to do it. Personally, I think you might see us stick with maybe Arkansas and uh, LSU and Mississippi State. I think you might see the Texases along with Missouri and Oklahoma as kind of like an old Big 12. I was about to say, so now you've got the Big 12 SEC. I mean, yeah, but, but, but you have those – you have – like imagine an NFL-style – a scheduling thing where Alabama's division every third year would rotate around and play every other division. And so uh, every year Alabama gets to play Tennessee, Auburn, and Vanderbilt, whatever. And then one year they get to play that, that old big 12 conference. And the next year they get to play the the Mississippi state, the Mississippi. No, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I I just think they would spread it around and you're also guaranteeing. uh, And I think you could do something like kind of like what the NFL does of the teams that come in first in their divisions play the other first place next year. And that right there would kind of guarantee Alabama is going to get to play some big boys every year. And the SEC don't have anything to worry about right now with 12 teams getting in the, you know what I mean? The SEC can afford to have multiple two or three loss like champions because they're going to go to the playoff with 12 teams anyways.
2: You know, in in that scenario, (laughs) <laughs> this is like typical Tennessee. They'd get a pod with Vandy, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably so. You know, and then yeah. it'd be like Bama, Auburn, you know, Georgia and Florida or something. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it, there, There's not a great way to divide 16 teams when, when you, you don't really have – I mean, you've got the four here in the central and then you've got like I, you know, you know, you've got, I guess, ten kind of on the out, outer wings. There's not like a good way of splitting them up. And I mean, the the best geographic conference is probably like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. But you could never do that. I mean, you, well, I mean,
2: you know. at some point though, right? Alabama's just got too many rivals. <laughs> oh, I'm at, with you. At, at some point, you got to say, okay, the third Saturday in October is not a rivalry anymore. Alabama-Tennessee is not a rivalry anymore. Yeah. They're so like,
1: um, they playing on the third Saturday in October.
2: Yeah. Like, Condridge, Holloway, or whoever's not running out of the locker room, potentially. <laughs> and so, like, you've got, so Alabama and Alabama LSU, something's got to give. Like, if right. Alabama going to play Auburn every year, well, then you've got Auburn, Georgia. Are they going to play every year? Georgia, right. Florida. Are they going to play every year? Florida, Tennessee.
1: So, so yeah. It's, I mean, at that's some a good point, one to come, yeah.
2: If you go to sixteen teams, you can't continually try to like make everybody happy. Is Ole Miss
1: LSU going to play every year? Yeah. Ole Miss Mississippi State going to play every year? I mean, I think sixteen teams is. I mean, it's going to happen, so we might as well go ahead and start preparing for it. But it, it's 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 too clunky. I mean, the the whack tried that, you know, back in the the early aughts. It's too clunky. You're not going to get. You know, every team playing every team the way you want it to happen. So so every single year, well, I say every single year because it's
2: not really been that big a deal, but like everybody's always talked about Alabama-LSU, right? Well, then you've got Alabama-Tennessee. Then you've got Alabama-Auburn. So you're going to put those four teams in a pod? Right. Otherwise, Alabama's not going to play one of those every year. Mm -hmm. And so then CBS is going to be pissed because CBS wants Alabama to play LSU every single year. They want the Iron Bowl every single year. So, like, the very reason that you would be doing this stuff for TV money is only going to – I mean, I'm, 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 it's a straw man argument because they're going to pay the money to have the SEC game anyway. Right. It's not that big a deal. But the big viewers, the big watches are on those games.
1: Yeah. I, I, think, right. that, I think that there's no possible way – and, I mean, to me, the SEC school should stand up and say, we're not doing this unless we get at least nine conference games, A – it makes the job of the athletic director easier every year. He doesn't – because, you know, if, if Alabama goes 10-2, and two, they're making the playoff no matter what. But ADs don't have to go out and say, okay, are we paying Wyoming $1.2 million to come here. It's one less game to have to schedule, which makes their job a little bit easier. But also, I mean, you can't have a conference with 16 teams and only play eight conference games. It's just not – like I said, you, you would be visiting, you know, a school every 14 years. Well, which that's just
2: South Carolina, that's what they were talking about. I mean, that's why they brought so many fans a couple of years ago
1: because they didn't know, when are they coming back? Like, it's Yeah, every, it's every 12 now, so and it's an extra two. With I just think you've got to, and I don't, think, I don't think that the, you know, it's leaving CBS, I think it's going to ESPN, but I don't think that ESPN is going to step out and say, hey, we want to give you guys an extra $100 million and not have any extra, you know, content. They need they need the SEC to say, hey, here's a whole nother extra week of games. Here's nine conference games, or here's ten even. I mean, that sounds absurd.
2: But the lingering thing is if you just yeah, I was about to say if you just play all conference games like we did last year.
1: I mean, it 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 sounds bad because you'll be like, Oh, we went, you know, five and seven, but I mean, we went four and five last year. Is anybody complaining? No, it was a good year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, it, and yeah, so you might. I think you may have to play ten conference games. Otherwise, it's just like a loose association of of schools who you know periodically play. I mean, how often are we going to get to play Kentucky? If, if there's only eight conference games, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a game we can't really, you know, not have, but so yeah, they've got to go to at least nine. If I'm, if I'm ESPN, man, I'm, I might be asking for 10 games. I mean,
2: I, I agree and I don't think that there should be, and then you can literally do two the non-conference, whatever you want. Like nobody exactly. even worries about it or can, just play have two bye weeks and play just a 10 grand game conference schedule. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. Like the people who need more games, I'm like, yeah, but you want to go watch us win 70 to nothing? Right. I mean, I guess it's fun to win, but, like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, the only thing that can can happen against, let's say, Louisiana, um, well, who beat uh, Jacksonville State, is you can either, one, lose, which is the biggest win in their history, two, get your best player hurt, which can happen, or three, you win in a blowout. And all three of those, it's like, you know, one of those is expected, and the other two are just, like, season-ending stuff.
1: yeah. Well, you remember a few years ago we had Chad Kelly and we started off so hot. We I think we beat U T Martin. Like seventy-three to fourteen. Yeah. to ten. And, right? and I remember in the start of the fourth quarter I was on the square eating at last Yeah, I was gonna say yeah.
2: lived in the third quarter, and I'm a big fan.
1: Like yeah, good was, all again. Yeah. Right. There was no reason to stick around. It was hundred degree. I mean, that's like that's not good for the town. That's not good for the university. That's not good for Ole Miss is a product on TV? Because how many people were still watching that at the end of the game? Uh, people in in restaurants in Oxford? I mean, no one no one was watching that, so it doesn't benefit anyone. So, yeah, I, but, if hey, if you're playing 10 conference games, yeah, you can play those two games.
2: Well, let me yeah. ask you all this, and then we can move on to, like, the preview. Last year, okay, Ole Miss went four and five, you know, beat Indiana in the Gator Bowl. Do you feel any different about that year than you do, let's say, the 2009 Cotton Bowl season where Ole Miss won nine games? Last the, last year? Well, I mean. Right. Uh, or, or 2000 and, let's say, 14. Well, that was a loss in the Peach Bowl. <laughs> My point is, is like, yeah, Ole Miss had a losing record technically, but, like, we don't – I don't view it that way. Like, I'm just like, we had a good year, won some good games, beat some good teams, and played close – like, I guess my point is, is Florida coming to Oxford was – even though Ole Miss lost by two touchdowns, yeah. Ole Miss played well. And that was a lot more
1: fun than watching Appalachian State come to Oxford. Right. Yeah. I guess, like I guess the – I to not would, would be – and I know we were supposed to have had ten conference games when we had nine. But, right. So sure. we went four and five last year. If I'd added a win over Tulane, a win over Austin P, and a win over Georgia Southern, and we went seven and five and went to the Outback Bowl, would you have felt any different? I mean, that's the same. No, it's exactly right. None, not not one iota different. I mean, it is nice to have more days in the Grove. You know, it's it's, it's enjoyable going to games in Oxford, but it wouldn't have felt different whatsoever. I mean, that would have been the exact you know, same, same situation. Like I said, I mean, you don't really remember non-conference games unless they're against the power five or unless you lose them.
0: So a couple quick reactions to what y'all just talked about. Um, one thing I'll say uh, about CBS griping about they want Alabama LSU. Well, if LSU starts to fucking suck, then they won't care and they'll just switch to Alabama, Oklahoma, or Alabama, Texas, because, LSU went 5-5 five and five last year, and we'll get to them here in a bit. So I, I don't think that there's – I don't think there's much room for improvement. Also, um, the Athletic reported earlier today, um, Ross Dellinger uh, tweeted out the bylaws in the SEC in a 14-team league. You're going to need 11 yeses. I think that you can already count two that are going to be no. And that's going to be Texas A&M and Missouri because they left the Big 12 and they would probably not want them in the SEC. Um, And then also, you know, talking about the, you know, playing 10 league games and then two uh, non-conference games. I mean, I think that that's perfect because your schedule strength is going to be much better. The games are going to be better. You're going to have more high profile, um, more high leverage games because they're against conference opponents in a conference that's only going to get better with these two additions. And then that just forces you to schedule two legitimate non-conference games. And I think that that just makes the product even better because I would venture to say that most schools are going to go out and try to get another Power 5 non-conference game. They're not going to schedule, you know, SEMO or UT Martin or Georgia State. That's just my opinion. I think that the schools would want to go out and play – you know northwestern or they'd want to play you know washington state or they'd want to play against you, you know um you know take your pick with a power five or you know maybe just a really good group of five team i think that would just make the schedules better it would just make for a, a better overall product from the sec in terms of scheduling but that's just my opinion um yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this as more details come out. Um, of course, Oklahoma and Texas both declined to comment today when they were approached about it, um, which is <clears throat> pretty much status quo there. But lead the fifth. No, listen,
2: I, I, I'm all for non-conference games, but let's make the non-conference games a Big Ten game. Like, let Ohio State come to Oxford.
0: Yeah, play or, a good opponent.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let, I mean, the non-conference games when you play Western Kentucky – you know that's or or UT Martin. I get it that we provide a lot of money for those teams. We do that, but I mean that's not our problem.
0: No, like, you know it, I hate it. But that's honestly the that's honestly kind of the similar argument to where people are like, well, nil benefits. You know Bryce Young and Matt Corral and and Jerry Neely and you know Emory Jones. But what about the what about the four string long snapper? Like it's not fair. It, well, you know that's life.
2: Life Sorry. isn't fair. Like yeah, you know if I was six four two thirty, I'd you know be six four two thirty, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we uh, talked a good bit about Oklahoma, Texas. But like I said, we'll we'll see what shakes out uh, the rest of the week and uh, heading into uh, August. And I'm sure, this will be a topic that'll be uh, discussed. Uh, Every day, it'll be discussed uh, every Saturday on College Game Day. Um, Any game day for Oklahoma and Texas, it will be uh, brought up. So if you want to play a drinking game, uh, if you just want to black out every day before 3 o'clock, just do that. Um, We're going to take our break, hear from the sponsors. I'm just going to go ahead and say this is probably going to be a long episode because we just turned that conversation to the first half of the show. And the second half, we're going to dive deep into the SEC West. I would venture to say that our Alabama Uh, 2021 preview is not going to be too long um, but then we'll get into the other six teams in the conference so hang tight, we'll hear from the sponsors and we'll be right back It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast. Blackjack, craps, slots, southern cooking, cocktails, what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments part of the kelly english restaurant group good food good people good cocktails it can't be beat That's second line restaurant iris in memphis and magnolia house in biloxi speaking of good food if you're in oxford go see greg and the good folks at lb's meat market the inaugural sponsor of this year podcast on university avenue across from kroger celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with greg and the rest of the folks there And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials, 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe a anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something The place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi. And be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. Just like Wonderbird, you could go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both – and be sure to check out the rooftop bar, which is super awesome, has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, you can try their Hewling Station High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that Hewling Station Bourbon, a very small batch high rye bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866 you can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned it's got a mash bill of 52 percent corn 44 percent rye and four percent malt healing station stands alone in its category of high rye bourbons so you could do that or you can enjoy a quick taste of memphis toddy before the game this weekend and then you can wind down with that healing station afterwards so like we always say Ask your, pe- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share a sip responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, inquire about financing all online if you want to do it a little old school maybe uh conversate via telephone you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new ford today And we are back here on Podcast Rebellion. All right, fellas, enough conference realignment discussion. Let's jump into the SEC West. I teased it before we went to the break. I don't really see the need to uh, talk too much Alabama. Um, I I would be lying if I said that the Alabama Ole Miss game doesn't have a ton of intrigue this year. I think it really does. After what we saw last year in year one of Lane Kiffin, um, I think Texas A&M is going to play them well. we get a game in the swamp, I believe, against the Gators, um, which will be fun. But I would probably lean heavy on Alabama running the table and going twelve and zero. Do we have any uh, disagreements with that? I mean, no. I, I Alabama loses a game whenever they
1: lose a game. You don't predict it beforehand. You know what I mean? Like that's Al, Alabama goes twelve and zero every year in my mind until Saban retires and unless they don't i mean they they they're too good to predict them to go 11 and 1 you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah i agree
2: uh, <laughs> i'd like to say well i'll predict 11 and 1 just you know they got a, a new quarterback he's supposed to be really good they got they're replacing a lot on defense but you know it's it's like they do that every year
1: yeah.
2: and and it's it's boring, you know. They they've really kind of college football has never really had a ton of parity, but but Alabama's really eliminated any opportunity for that. Uh, I just think that you know if the over under on win totals is 11.5 at Vegas, I assume it is. Um, I don't. Does Alabama play Georgia this year in the non conference? In
1: the yeah, they play Georgia. The I crossover. mean, in the, sorry, in the cross division. No, they play. They play Florida this year. I apologize. Yeah, no, they, they play Florida. I, I would take the over. over yeah. Um,
0: just really quick, I, I will say this: if you, if you have any sort of pause with Alabama, I will tell you this: they have eleven return, eleven returning starters. Eight are on defense, only three on offense, and you have a new offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. You're replacing Mac Jones. You're replacing Najee Harris. Um, you're obviously replacing the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Um, they they have three really good offensive linemen, um, Evan Neal, Amel Ikior, I believe that's how you say it, and uh, Chris Owens. Um, and they're going to figure it out because they recruit extremely well. Um, the defense got better as the year went on last year. We, we saw how Ole Miss carved them up, and then it's kind of how it always goes. Um, they kind of figure things out and piece it together with, uh, you know, just, you know, duct tape and stuff with all the four and five stars they have. So I think uh, it's pretty good bet that they're going to go 12-0. and 0. Um, They also, I'll say this, I forget the uh, the guys up front. Um, Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson, and Deontay Brown, they're replacing all of those guys on the offensive line. And we can't forget about Jalen Waddle, who um, was hurt and then came back in the bowl game, which was very stupid. Um, but luckily he did not get hurt and he got drafted, so that's good. Um,
1: but Bama returns, well, they don't return, excuse me, but th- they'll bring in a quarterback who was highly touted, who will just kind of hand the ball off to whoever. I mean, running backs kind of a plug and play at Alabama. It was the last time Alabama didn't have uh, an elite running back over there? They got John Mechie at wide receiver. Like 1960? Yeah. And uh, oh, you mentioned that they brought back, I saw Bill C said they brought back 77% of their returning production on defense. Did they add any linebackers or anything that you can think of, Zach? Transfer from Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Toto. I mean. Yeah, they're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, the rich get richer. I mean. is and there? So any- let's be real. Like,
2: I'm not a, the biggest Bill O'Brien guy, but he won the AFC South, like, five of the last six years before being fired. Four of the yeah. last six years. So, it's not yeah. as if this guy's a chump. He won a division in the in the AFC, like, four of the last six years. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's a he's a good football coach. And like I said, I'm not a huge Bill O'Brien guy, but that's just is what it is. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean our head coach did not succeed in the NFL. And right? he's a very good
1: college coach. What well, and, and yeah. who would who would Alabama even lose to? I mean, okay, let's I guess Florida, anyone else you can think of. I just I mean they
0: play well, us at home. We gave
1: them the best game of the year last year in the regular season. I guess they go to A and M, yeah, but I mean at and that A&M, point,
0: and A and M is is on the road after Ole Miss.
1: That's true, but at that point you're saying, I mean, I, I'm asking you, do you think AM can run the table? Because I don't, and that no. for them to for the, I think they would probably be running the table or 11 and one, the closest it. point spread of the season. Do they? Yeah, they play at
2: Auburn. I mean, uh, maybe.
1: They, yeah, they play at Auburn, but I, Auburn could be like six and five. I, I mean, know. yeah, I agree, but just thinking like
2: outside of the box, we can move on. Twelve and zero, go to the next team. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right. Um, next, we're moving on. Let's go to Texas a and I think that they're probably set up to finish second in the West. Um, you know, one spot out of the college football playoff a year ago. Uh, won the the uh, Orange Bowl, defeating North Carolina. They uh, got a lot on offense. Um, Jalen Watermeyer is back. Um, who's going to be the quarterback, though? Is it going to be Zach Calzada or Haynes King? Um, Bryce Foster is a true freshman up front to watch. Uh, Jameer Johnson is a transfer up front as well. Um, Devin Ashani, Ashani, Ashane, I don't know how you say it, um, had a really good Orange Bowl running back. He's going to be there. Um, I think defensively, though, is probably going to be where they really shine. Uh DeMarvin Leal um, is back. Um Buddy Johnson's um the leading tackler from last year. He's gone. Um and defensive lineman Bobby Brown, the third, are gone. But uh, I mean they just reloaded um in the last couple signing classes. Shamar Turner, McKinley Jackson, who's from Mississippi, is there. Probably set up for a breakout year. Um I would probably say, hmm. Let's look at the schedule. I think that Texas A&M is probably going somewhere in the uh, vicinity of ten and two. Yeah, that's what I've got them at. I mean, I, I think they lose to Alabama. And I think they lose to Ole Miss. Yeah, I've I, don't, got, I don't think they lose anything else.
1: If I can ever get my my stuff to pull up here, my computer is just crapping out on me. I've got, you've got them losing to who? Who Alabama and who? Ole Miss. I've got them. Ah, man, just for, Lord forgive me. I've got them losing to are you calling, Arkansas. Are you calling
0: a trap game in week two? Oh, okay.
1: I'm calling the trap game week four. I, okay. I like the trap game week two. They, they travel a lot to Boulder. I'm calling trap game week four. Them and Arkansas are always weird. They, they, that game's really close every single time. And I just, I guess this, I'm looking at their schedule. I don't think AM goes 11 and 1, and I'm giving them a loss against Arkansas. And because wow. if, I, if I if I give Ole Miss the win over Arkansas, that puts them, Ole Miss at too good of a record, I think. So I had to, you kind of had to have some some trade offs somewhere.
2: Doesn't A and M um, lose like their entire offensive line? I'm not I'm not big on teams that have to replace an entire offensive line, even if they lose four or five. I know it's at least four or five. Um, that's just not a good recipe to go ten and two. Yeah, they lose four or five. No, they do get a
1: transfer from Tennessee. Jameer Johnson. Yeah, I
2: don't. I don't care. Like they still lose four or five. Like that's a lot. Right. right. Like, this, like, you win and this lose schedule game.
1: though. Do what?
0: I say this schedule though is. Oh I, no, I, I don't disagree
2: here. there. I mean, they get Alabama at home. That's a loss. They get Mississippi State at home. That so they're gonna they're gonna go four zero in the non conference, mm-hmm. and then they're going to because they're non conference. I mean, listen to this. Kent State, Prairie View, Colorado, and New Mexico. That's 4 0. They go they Arkansas and Arlington. Even if they win, that's 5 0. They're going to beat State at home, 6 0. Alabama at home, 6 1. At Missouri, 7 1. South Carolina at home, 8 1. Auburn at home, toss up. Let's give it to them, 9 1. So that they just got to find one more win to get to 10. I don't think they do it. I think they lose at Ole Miss and at LSU. I'm going to. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. I, I, key, I will say the key the key to getting to 10-2 and two is after they have that run with the Alabama loss mixed in, they do have an open date right before Auburn at home. I think that's a win. And then I think that they regroup after losing in Oxford, whipping up on Prairie View, and then I think they take care of business against LSU. But if you told me LSU tripped up somebody – I mean, that's another game, Nick. You talked about their their matchup with Arkansas. The LSU A M and game is always weird so, to get to get yeah. to ten.
2: They got to beat Ole Miss or LSU on the road.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's that's difficult. Say what you want about LSU, I am going to have my thoughts here. I mean, in a it's moment, late but in the that's year, tough. too. I, I just yeah, last game. Yeah, that's a tough <sighs> that's a tough run
1: in. I mean, obviously, th- they essentially get a bye week with the Prairie view. So, I mean, it's not that tough a run in because they basically have two weeks off. Of the last five weeks of the year. But they, they finish at Ole Miss again by week with Prairie View and at LSU, that's not like easy. I mean th- and neither one of those are long yep. road trips, but I mean there are two road trips, you know, in yeah. the SEC. So last time they're getting to play, you know, a home game was against Auburn back in week ten, so in early November.
0: Yeah. All right. Um let's go uh let's go to Ole Miss next. And um we can take as much time as we want here because it's our show. I think Ole Miss finishes third in the West this year. I think that mm-hmm. they're poised to really take a big step. Matt Corral, um, obviously under center, returning leader in the nation in total offense per game at just over 384 yards. Um, and, look, I think Ole Miss has probably one of the better backfields, maybe the better you know backfield including quarterback in the entire country with Jerry Neely, Snoop Connor, Kentrell Bullock, Henry Parrish, and then you've got John Rice Plumley thrown in there playing a little receiver now. Um, I mean I think the offense is gonna be what what, you know, fuels the vehicle this year. I, I think the defense can't get any worse. So they can take the next step and, and, and if they can be, you know, mid sixties, seventies, I mean, I think the sky's the limit here. Ole Miss honestly and before we look at the schedule and go game by game I mean I think that Ole Miss is is really I I would probably go as far to say the the floor is eight wins
1: whoa the floor I I mean uh, okay I'll just say I've got Ole Miss at nine and three um with losses to the Alabama schools um and I know that the, the one of those is, is kind of weird, the losing to Auburn. I I just, I, I guess when I was going through the schedule, I had a, a lost Alabama and a lost to Texas AM. And I just don't think I'll miss going 10 and 2. So but I think that's just winning too many toss up games, giving them the MSU game, which I think still, you know, it's still the Egg Bowl, giving them the Auburn game and giving them the LSU game, I think would have been too much. So I, I picked Auburn because it's on the road and we don't typically play that all that well down there. Um, and I mean, Bo Nix is. You know, moderately competent, um, which kind of worries me a little bit against our defense. So I I had almost at nine and three, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess I could see the floor at seven and five, but I think I truly think any—I mean, I think eight and four is like I would be okay with eight and four. I would not be very excited. I would be content with eight and four, but anything less than eight and four, I feel like it's a pretty disappointing season. You kind of let one get get away from you.
2: You know, this is uh, – I mean, y'all are just so bullish right now. Um, I, I, I'm like at a loss for words. Uh, I i mean, I, I think Ole Miss goes 4-0 in the non-conference, okay? <sighs> Ole Miss has to play at Tennessee. We historically do not play well there. I don't care what they're – I don't. I don't care their talent level. We play at Auburn. We historically do not play well there. I mean, how many times have we won there ever? Three. Three. I mean, how many times have we won in Knoxville? After after Archie Manning.
1: Well, I mean that's unfair. We've pl- probably played there five times.
2: Has it been five times? I'm gonna say we played Tennessee every year.
1: Let's look it up. Oh Miss. Go ahead. You continue, and I'll find this. Okay. Zone.
2: I think we win I, – I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we go – I think we go undefeated at home. So, what's the – I don't know how many home games you play this year. Seven?
1: With seven. A we, haven't, we, haven't in, we haven't won in Knoxville since 1983. Okay. So.
2: And then before then, how many <laughs> – you, you see what I'm saying? Like, actually we don't play a, well. I, I expect us to win to in Knoxville. But, like, since for 66. Ole Miss to go nine and three or, or ten and two or whatever – I mean, there's going to have to be some wins there, like historic wins.
0: Let, let's be honest here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll I'll say this when when bringing this up because I was going to touch on it with with Auburn and Tennessee actually, and you you just kind of made this segue pretty natural here. I just think that this is the year where Ole Miss just kind of kicks the trend, and you, you know, it, it's kind of and Ben, I'm not going to fault you here for. For being a little hesitant, because I think we all forget at times that almost now has a coach that is competent and um, you know doesn't kick field goals from the five yard line doesn't wear a tarp on the sideline, um, doesn't just yell and stare at the scoreboard um, and like that's all tongue in cheek and, and jokes, but I mean I just think this is a year where, where you get it done because both of those programs that you mentioned that almost historically plays terrible against on the road, both breaking in new coaches. I don't even know if Tennessee's going to have 85 players to put on the sideline. Um, and look, Nick mentioned Bo Nix, but I mean, does he really scare you? And, you know, talking about, you know, how everybody carved up Ole Miss's defense last year, you got to remember, Chance Campbell was transferred in from Maryland power five experience at linebacker. That's going to be a huge, huge piece. Otis Reese is not going to deal with any NCAA bullshit. He's going to play an entire season. It's another, another, power five transfer that is going to give you you know playmaking ability at the second and third level and then Jake Springer the transfer from Navy that was a huge piece of their defense when they were blowing and going in the AAC had to sit out last year because of transfer rules he's going to provide more depth um, probably starting on defense so I think not only is the defense just going to sort of I hate doing the whole like, well, you know, experience is back. Well, is it good experience or is it bad experience? But it's it's the second year in a system, and I think that players that are more comfortable in a system more times than not are naturally going to play more confident and play better. Um, I think the second year with DJ Durkin and Chris Partridge, I think they're going to take that next step. They're going to make some plays. They're going to get some stops, create more turnovers. And then on offense, it's the first time that Matt Corral has had a second year in the same system ever um he's had a new offensive coordinator every single year he's been under center in oxford and i think that that's going to be huge for um for the offense to really kind of pick up where they left off last year despite losing kenny abo and elijah moore so yeah it's a little bullish um you know if Ole Miss were to go seven and five you know it, it would be a bit of a bummer but i wouldn't say it's too crazy um because that's kind of how football works but I don't know, Ben, to your point, I mean, I you know, maybe this is just, you know, good cop, bad cop, devil's advocate here. But I, I just think that with both of those programs, breaking in new coaches and new systems and, and whatnot, and with the, with the way the schedule sets up, I think Ole Miss will be in a good spot in, in, in those points of the schedule and we'll be able to kind of parlay it into some momentum.
2: It's very possible. I just I, – you know, when we're predicting total wins and losses – to predict wins at, at both Tennessee and Auburn, even if we do have the better team, like you said, is really bucking the trend. I mean, it just it just is like that. Yeah, I, I mean, we're talking about, and this is, you know, to get to that number, to get to nine wins. I mean,
1: we went eight and four the year we won the Sugar Bowl. But I don't think. But the one I the the, the nine I listed are. You know, obviously it's the four non-conference games. I've got us beating Vanderbilt, Arkansas, LSU at home. I guess I guess that one is you know we don't we haven't played well against LSU in the last decade. Mississippi State, Arkansas. I mean I've got us lose and, and then Tennessee. Really, to me there the only trend bucked is is beating LSU and beating Tennessee. There, I mean I've got us loo- to to get to nine, which I I mean I think would be a very good year and winning in startville. Like, and winning in Starkville, well, but at that, but at this point, winning on the road in the Egg Bowl is kind of old hat. It's been done what five times in the last seven years. Oh, sure, no, I I mean, I, and I'm really not trying
2: to play devil's advocate. I'm just saying, like, that's a lot of things going right. Sure, if but we I don't think nine and three. Like the, the most excited I've ever been at the end of an Ole Miss football season was in 2008.
1: Yeah, like when we
2: went. I will feel that way.
1: Oh yeah, but I don't think it, I don't think if you if you took my schedule and you flipped the LSU game. I I, That that would be eight and four. And I don't really think that would be, I I think you'd look at that schedule and I don't think you'd be like overly excited. I mean, you would be, but you would have lost a lot of close games. Like if you, if you lost the LSU game, you lost Texas A&M, you lost Auburn, you lost Alabama, you'd still finish fifth in the West, you know, or I guess you'd finish. Yeah. You'd finish fifth in the West. So I don't think that that's like an eight and four There, there. To me, there's a fine line between, like seven and five would be, I kind of think, a bad year, and nine and three would be an exceptional year, if that makes sense. Which is a which is a close margin there.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, know, <laughs> Ben. Ben, I will say just to kind of pile on here, since uh, I'm doing bad cop when you're, or I guess I'm doing good cop when you're doing bad cop. <laughs> yeah. uh, Conjure Tollaway, last I checked, is not playing quarterback for Tennessee, so. Um, <laughs> I,
1: uh, I do. I, I am worried. About, I'm still worried about the defensive line, though. I mean, like, like talking just specifically about the team. I mean, we were bringing yeah, I mean, bringing in a lot of guys, but I need to know that they're better than what we had last year. That was, I mean, that that we got shredded by multiple teams, and the teams that didn't shred us on the ground, like LSU, shredded us over the middle. So on um, on the passing game, we've got we've got a long way to go defensively if we, if we are going to win eight or nine games.
0: I mean, the, that's that's a great point. I mean, you're, you're really going to need JUCO guys in their first year mm-hmm. to be huge. And traditionally, JUCO guys need a year to get acclimated. Um, now they do sometimes come in and can be successful right away. But you're going to need Isaiah Aiton and Jamon Gordon to, uh, to be huge pieces immediately to go along with. You know, Tavius Robinson, Sam Williams, um, Cedric Johnson, um, you know, whoever up front. So, um, so Taiwan. Ben, you have – yeah, Taiwan Malone will probably play a lot. Um, so, Ben, where do you have on this? Do you want to run through the schedule game by game and we'll each say win or loss?
2: That's fine. Louisville. I, Dumb. All right, we're, all right we'll all agree there. Austin yeah. P and Tulane, win-win. The, yeah, the three, three and the oh. loss. Loss, yeah. Three Gardens and one on home. Win, four and one. So four and one uh, at Tennessee. I, mean, I, I got a win. I think it's a win. Yeah. All right, I'll go five and one, but I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like that bit.
0: I mean, it, right. it, you know, maybe it'll be a muddy, you know, weird, goofy game. Lane yeah. Kiffin returned. I mean, even if they had, had all these players transfer
2: out, I just that's just we don't do well there.
1: No, it just just to interject real quick, but I will say I, I think our schedule sets up well because obviously you have to win game one, but you've got weeks two and three should be easy wins. Then you've got week four is a bye week, and week five is essentially a bye week because you're expected to lose. So we've pretty much yeah, your house money there. Weeks. Yeah, we got six weeks to figure out who can play on the defensive line, can figure out who else can catch the ball at wide receiver, and can figure out if anybody can cover LSU's wide receiver. So, I mean, we've got some time. I think that's good that we open with what's, you know, hopefully a 3 and one start, and, you know, we have five weeks to figure it out. So,
2: 5 and one Ole Miss after Tennessee is probably number 11 in the country?
1: Mm, 15, depending on that Alabama score. Okay, whatever. If we're going – Split hairs.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. Fifteen in the country plays LSU at home. That's a win. Mm.
0: I, I have a, I have opinions on LSU, so I'm I'm saying it's a win. This is my this is my toss
1: up game here. a Toss up of the toss ups. If Ole Miss wins this one, it's a nine and three season. If not, it's eight and four. I think or, or even worse. Let's five. just
2: let's just play good cop here. Let's say six and one. So y'all are telling me. Okay, okay, let me <laughs> let me get this straight. <laughs> Ole Miss goes to lose at Alabama to go to three and one, and then right. wins Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU. So now they are what is that? Six and one, seven and one, six and, six and, one, and yeah. one, going to Auburn. Yeah, That's six and one and three and one in the
1: SEC. Yeah, I, so here I, I, I understand your husband. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
0: listen to what y'all are saying. Hey, like I said, it's it's Lane Kiffin. It's the magic. This is where now that I'm looking at it, Ben, I can I mean, see the, the same old this team
2: that gave up 700 yards of offense to Alabama in a game <laughs> is, now, six, is now 649 LSU.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what are we okay? Who who did we sign? Like, I mean, it was a consensus top 20 class.
1: I know I'm 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 with you, but that. But so far, all we've done is say we'll beat Arkansas, which is a game we should have won last year. And we'll beat a Tennessee team who has a new coach, doesn't have a quarterback, had They're all their players transfer out. And then an LSU team who, you know, doesn't have a ton at wide receiver. They did beat us last year. And that's why I think we very well could lose that LSU game. So that's that's the flip for me. But, like, thus far, we haven't really said anything absurd in terms okay, of – Okay, 6-1 going to Auburn. Loss.
0: They're- so here's where I would say this, Ben. I, I don't. I think you're probably losing one of LSU Auburn. I don't think they'll lose both. Yeah, I agree. So I'll you. say. So I'll say lose at Auburn. Let's say by then Brian Harson and Bo Nix have figured something out, and it's just a weird game, and Ole Miss loses a tight one.
2: So we're six and two, going home to Hugh Freeze. Win. Yeah, it's a win. All right. Home Just against A&M. 7 and 2 Home against AM. loss, loss. Seven and three. Home against Vandy, when?
1: So eight and three. Going to Mississippi State, when? Yeah. And I think that game, Auburn and LSU, that those three games determine. You know, are we seven and five? Or are we eight and four? Are we nine and three? Even.
0: And and here's another thing: is some of these games that. You know, we're definitively answering. Oh, win. Oh, loss. I mean, A&M, In my opinion, a And M, Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee are the yeah. ones where it could it's toss up, and I lean one way or the other a little bit. I yeah. don't think that those are definitive wins or definitive losses either way. I think it's just yeah. who shows up and how does Matt Corral play? Yeah. To
1: to, to finish that thought, and we'll get off on this because we we talk. You know. Well, this discussion throughout the year, but I, I think that there, the the lack of losses, been comes in and there's no clear number two or number three in the West. Like, There's only one definitive loss, you know, I'd put it above 97%. And that's Alabama. And I think that's probably where you're getting some of these like crazy takes of like Ole Miss could, you know, go 10 and two or nine and three because there's a lot of games on the schedule that are winnable. Pretty much all of them except for Alabama. And I don't think we've seen that in years for Ole Miss because I think it's part that we've taken a step up. I think it's part that the rest of the West is kind of taking a little bit of a step back. So, you know, if every single coin lands on heads, I mean, shit, Ole Miss could go 11-1. and one. We know that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. All right. So we have the Rebels finishing third in the West. Well, Nick and I do. I think Ben's still a little little iffy there. Um I guess we could go fourth in the West. I guess we'll go LSU. We'll go to them next. <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll kind of speed it up here since we spent some time on on Ole Miss. LSU. Um, I probably have LSU going one, two, three, four. I'd say eight and four. That's what, that's what I've got them. Could get weird. Opening game in LA against the Bruins, a Chip Kelly team that really got better last year. Played some really tight games. Um, won some games. I think that they're kind of poised to take the next step with Dorian Thompson Robinson back at quarterback. I think Chip Kelly's starting to build something there offensively. Kind of, you know, he's not back to where he was in Oregon by any means, but they they did some things. Uh, hey, it's week one. Weird things happen. So I think seven and five, eight and four is kind of where I have LSU. Ben, what do you got on the
2: Yeah, I mean, okay. no, add, I don't think they're going to beat UC, UCLA. I think UCLA wins that game. Ooh. I think LSU's going to wow. and five.
0: Okay. I, this, this, make- okay, question real quick, Nick. Seven and five, do they fire at Ordra?
2: No,
1: I think you probably get one more year. I They've
2: got a lot going on in their athletic department. I don't think they're going to add a football coaching search to it. You never know. Yeah. Kinda, I he's think kinda it right depends on what the it, seven though. and five looks like.
0: Yeah. So I would, so my seven and five is losses to UCLA, uh, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, AM.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. If they beat UCLA, they go eight and four. Yeah. So yeah. look at this in the middle of the schedule. I'm not going to, Harp on the Central Michigan, or the McNeese, or the MSU, or Auburn, but or even Kentucky. But in the mi- middle of the schedule, they got uh, Florida at home. They got two Oxford. You get a bye week. They got two Tuscaloosa. Okay, I've got those three consecutive losses. Then it gets this is the game that gets squirrely. You talk about if they if they're going to fire at Ordrin, they host Arkansas, and I don't think Arkansas is going to be that great this year. But they've oh, still they got, lose to them. Yeah, they've still got Texas A and M to, to finish the season. So we're looking at three straight losses. Possibly a fourth with Arkansas and then Texas AM still on the schedule. Mm-hmm. If he loses five of six to end the year, yeah, I think it's over at that point. Especially if he if he lost the UCLA game at the beginning. I, I have him eight and four, but that's a tough stretch. Florida will miss at Alabama right there in those mm-hmm. three weeks. Yeah. So I'll say eight and four, send him five.
0: <clears throat> yeah. All right. The Auburn Tigers, Brian Harson, year one. We already talked a little bit about Bo Nicks being back. Um, running through the schedule here. I got one, two, three. This is a tough schedule. Four, five. Yeah, seven and five sounds about right. I've got them losing to Penn State, LSU, Georgia, AM, and Alabama.
1: Same, but I've got them losing to Arkansas. I think that Arkansas at home, they're gonna they're gonna squeak out one. I will I will add uh, Auburn's going to sneak up on somebody. Uh, Hopefully it's not us. But, you know, first-year coaches are typically going to play pretty good in in, in a game or two that you don't expect. And they'll beat somebody. Heck, they may beat Texas A&M. But, I mean, because Auburn, that's just kind of who they are. They just randomly win some games. But I've got them losing that Penn State game. And I've got them losing that Arkansas game, honestly, too. Go six and
0: six. All right. Could be a weird year on the Plains. All right, Arkansas. Let's see. Running through the schedule here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Five and seven, six and six. If they beat Auburn, who do you, who do you have them losing to? So I've got them losing to Texas, week two; A and M, week four; Georgia, week five; Ole Miss week six; Auburn, oh, yeah. week seven. Um, LSU week what was that? Yeah, eleven, and then 11, Alabama. Yeah, and then Alabama. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, hell, Missouri could get weird. Last game of the year in Little Rock. Um, I mean, Auburn's a toss-up in my opinion. Missouri's a toss-up. Ben, you five and seven, six and six. Am I right?
2: Yeah, it does. There's not a lot to add here. They're going to go three and one in the non-conference, and then they've got to find. Three wins in conference, and I don't know that I see them. I mean, Arkansas could lose at home to
1: Mississippi State.
0: They could. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the battle for last place.
1: What a tough schedule. I mean, they got Texas. They don't have a home game with Texas A&M. Then they get Georgia from the east. I mean, that's just – Tough
0: schedule.
1: Yes, and and obviously you're not getting to play Arkansas. Like you're – you know, Alabama gets to play Arkansas. You're having to play, you know, Alabama. So – Yeah. There's (laughs) – that's a pretty tough that 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 last stretch, MSU at LSU at Alabama and then Missouri at home uh, on that Friday after Thanksgiving. That's a that's a tough one. I've got them at, at seven and five, surprisingly, but I I, I think they win six uh, at least. And but I've got them with that weird upset of A and M. So
0: yeah. Okay. Um. Last and possibly least, um, <laughs> depending on what the Razorbacks Definitely do. Uh, Mississippi State, um, running through the list here. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses. I got them at least now four and eight. Mm. I got them lose. I got them losing. NC State week two, LSU week four, A and M week five, Alabama week seven, Kentucky. Week 9, Arkansas, Week 10, Auburn, 11, and then Ole Miss in the finale. So, 4-8 and eight for uh, the Pirate.
1: So, you got Kentucky beating them then, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, Mike Stoops has done a hell of a job, and it's at the end of October. I think by that, I mean, he's proven that he's found a way to figure things out year in, year out. They recruit really well. And I think that by that point, October 30th, Kentucky will be a better football team than Mississippi State. Is that is that crazy, Ben?
2: Um, no. I actually I've got them beating NC State at home, but mm-hmm. then
1: losing in Memphis. Whoa. Ooh, spicy. Okay. I was not expecting that one. So you well, got them in
0: one seven two? I, this I, this is a team that, that they struggle with AAC opponents. I mean, they snuck by a Tulsa in their bowl game. Well, well and yeah, then yeah, got that's got fight.
2: All right. If you're looking at the <laughs> first few games of the season, you get NC State at home, and then you get LSU at home, and sandwiched in there is a three o'clock, hot as
1: hell game oh, in, the, yeah. in the Liberty Bowl. Oh, yeah.
0: God. It's at Memphis. Oh, my yeah.
1: Lord. MSU did. This is an odd schedule year. I mean, they, what they are they in the tech. Doing? Then they get NC State, then they go to Memphis. That's just not, that's not an easy opener.
0: No. That's not an easy three game opener. That's tough.
2: And and they'll probably beat Memphis. I do think that they start two and one. So some sort, yeah. Yeah. Any variation of that. But, but, you know, and if I'm picking it, I'm picking the road game in because, I mean, Memphis will treat Mississippi State like they treat Old Miss.
1: Yeah. It'll be sold out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, It does get kind of weird here, middle towards the the back half. You go back-to-back LSU A&M, then you get an open date, but then no relief. You play Bama. Then you play at Vandy, and then I think you go three straight L's, and then you play TSU, and then Ole Miss to close it out. I mean, very possibly could just limp to four and eight. Well, if they go four and eight, they're going one and seven in the conference
2: with a win over Vanderbilt. Yes, yeah, sir. That's not good. I mean, that's. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's what's going to happen. They get think the relief in the realistic. schedule, though. Like they I have mean, to go, the the winnable games. Arkansas, Auburn. They have to play on the road. Yeah, you know. I, mean, they, I, they, I think I mean, five and seven is more likely, but uh, six and six too, just because I think. I mean, they get Kentucky and Ole Miss at home. Surely they'll they'll squeak one of those out. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've got them. I Kentucky. think I've got them six and six.
0: Florida, I think I'm I mean, not look, on and
2: I'm, beating Kentucky and uh, Vandy, and Vandy, yeah, yeah. they I mean, i say this: a safe pick.
0: Their best, in my opinion, their best offensive player is coming off an injury. Jaden Wally had something happen in their spring game. I can't remember what it was. I don't. Think He's it's good. Some- He's really good. I saw him up close and personal in the Egg Bowl. He's a stud. He would start for Ole Miss. Yeah, Um,
2: yeah.
0: He's going to – you know, he's battling back from – you know, it wasn't season-ending or anything super serious, but still it's something to note. I think Will Rogers is fine in that offense. I think he's extremely limited. He can't stretch the field. Um, You know, he's just going to dink and dunk. You know, he's going to throw, you know – 55 to 60 passes a game for 280 yards it's just all going to be mesh routes and just quick dink and dunk i just how big of a step is he taking i mean hell is he even going to start i mean sawyer robinson's the big four-star quarterback they signed um they brought in jack abraham Is is he playing i don't know um I mean, Jaquavius Marks is a running back that's pegged as a guy that could be a breakout player, but he's a running back. They don't run the ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah they right. had one of the they had one of the best running backs in the conference, and they never gave him the ball. Um, the only thing lose, is, like Leach, they never lose a stuck. ton on defense too.
2: It's it's very rare for Leach to suck. That's the that's the one thing. Like, yeah, they it's do in but- six
0: wins. Can they though? I mean, he's 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 never really sucked, but that was in the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve. I mean, they went three and seven.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think that like like six and six or four
0: six, and seven. Sorry, they beat Tulsa.
1: Well, six and six is is kind of sucking in the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that you have to be like any. The only game you need to be kind of good to win is NC State, and then to get to if let's say you lost that game. And you went three and one non-con. You just need to pick off Arkansas or Auburn or Ole Miss to get to six and six. So like I, I just think four and eight, four and eight is truly sucking. And I think five and seven is sucking in the SEC. So I, I don't, I just don't think they'll be that bad. I think they will beat somebody, especially after what they did last year at LSU. And I know everyone kind of corrected after that. Someone will be stupid again and try and do that again. I don't know if it'll be Arkansas. And it may, if, if, who knows? It may be Ole Miss, but I, I think it's probably Kentucky that they just kind of squeak by in like a low-scoring game. So I mean, six and six in the SEC is nothing to write home about.
2: I mean, I, I know we won the Egg Bowl, but they didn't seem that bad to me. Right? I, Not I agree. I mean, we we hit a couple of big home run balls and picked on a bad corner, but you know the the truth is,
0: I I don't know. I <laughs> ju- I would just be surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Ben. I was laughing because I don't know if you were throwing shade or being facetious there, but the uh the corner they picked on Emmanuel Forbes was a freshman All American, but I think that's I, I think that just shows how good Braylon Sanders, Elijah Moore, and Dontari Drummond were. Hey, um, yeah, he might have yeah, been a freshman
2: and- All American, but sometimes those guys are freshman <clears throat> All American because no other freshman is Starting in the conference, or you know, also you know, true, like, also true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you know Jalen Jones is still at all this He's like forty. Was a freshman All American.
0: <laughs> yeah, he graduated high school with Greg Little. That's all he is. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that dude
2: was on AJ Brown signing
0: class. Yeah, 2016 with Shea Patterson. Ah, oh, and um, AJ Brown's about to get his
1: second NFL
0: contract.
2: That tells you how old he is. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. telling y'all. Like he and I went to high school. To get, I'm, I'm kidding. But. A good,
0: that's a that's a great point, Nick. I had a bet with somebody, hundred dollar bet that DK Metcalf wouldn't get a second contract. With the, I don't uh, you so. I don't
1: know if you can cash it just yet, but I might be getting some reservations for a nice restaurant because I think he's going to get a second contract. I feel I mean, pretty good. Him, about and, it. him and
0: Russell Wilson are pretty tight.
1: Do you have so a I, do you have a like a death opt out of that? The only way he doesn't is if something tragic happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> just, um, you I'll say this. <laughs> Before we close, uh, you know, Ben, when we were talking about Ole Miss earlier and you were talking about historically, uh, Ole Miss just doesn't fare well in Knoxville and on the Plains. Um, All-American corners do not fare well against Ole Miss when it comes to Mississippi State because we talk uh, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, who was good in every game against – Uh, who was good in every game except Ole Miss. Uh, Will Redman, same thing, couldn't Mm. cover anybody. Um, Darius Slay, Jonathan Banks, those guys all got torched. Um, It's just, uh, you know, just the way way she goes, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is an Ole Miss-centric podcast, clearly. Um, And and this isn't just me trying to pile on to Mississippi State, but I just really don't see how they improve – that much more. I know they have the benefit of, of non-conference games this year um, coming off a COVID 2020 schedule, but you know, is Will Rogers going to be that much better. Um, They're losing a ton on defense. Are they really going to be that much better defensively? Um, It's just weird. I think the conference is the equalizer for Mike Leach, hardly ever sucking. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do themselves any favors with the first three games of the season. And uh, again, it, Will Rogers is going to have to be great because they just refuse to run the ball. Maybe Mike Leach is going to fall and hit his head and change his mind, but until I see it, I'm going to lean that he's not going to lean on the run game. So I don't know. I, I got him four and eight, maybe five and seven with the toss up against Kentucky. Um, ben, did you say six and six as well? What did you What did you end up on?
2: Yeah, I mean anywhere from. I could see anywhere from four and eight to seven and five. I mean, I wow. I, I can't really okay. pick it on this, this team because I think what was his name? Errol Thompson is gone. That dude was a monster on defense. So I don't know enough about Mississippi State to, to comment otherwise. I think five or six wins is probably the safe bet. Um, you know, with an outside shot of four and seven on either side yeah. of
0: it. Yeah. I think I think it's about right. Yeah. All right, well, that was our extremely large SEC West preview. Um, It was front-loaded with some conference realignment talk, but um, if you hung with us for the full hour and seven minutes as we watch the clock tick here, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, Obviously, big ups to Davis McCord and State Farm and uh, Transamerica Insurance for uh, sponsoring the show, and thank you, as always, to the rest of the sponsors uh, for making it possible. Appreciate Ben and Nick for joining. Um, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, another podcast. We might do one later this week. Not sure. We'll check the schedule, but uh, we'll have some recruiting to discuss next week, and uh, maybe some more conference realignment stuff. So um, we'll be back soon. Thank you for tuning in, uh, gentlemen. We got anything else, or are we uh, we ready to be ready to jump out of here?
1: No, just uh, look look for the revs nine and three. So I, I just wanted to say that to upset Ben.
2: This is just I mean, this is a Homer <laughs> podcast.
0: If the number is seven and a half, take the over, make some money.
1: Yeah, that's so, I, that's a good bet.
0: Yeah. All right, that's gonna Chim- do it. We'll be back until next time.